Hello, friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 20th day of September. I'm Paul White. Thanks for joining me today. We're back at it here in Mark chapter 15, and we are nearing the end of the next to last chapter in the Gospel of Mark. Looking ahead just a little bit, 30 days in September, uh, 10 more podcasts before we land on the final day of the month, meaning essay edition. So I am pretty sure essay edition is going to come somewhere uh, in the latter portion of the 16th chapter, which is great because there's a lot to say when you get to the resurrection, uh, the appearance of Jesus to Mary and his disciples, and then what is often called the Great Commission. There's a lot, a lot to say, and I'm very excited about these next this next week and a half or so of podcasts as we approach the end. Let's read today, beginning in verse 45. Well, let's reread 44 from yesterday. Then Pilate wondered if he were already dead and summoning the centurion. He asked him whether or not he'd been dead for some time. Or Pilate marveled, as the New King James we read yesterday. We talked about the marveling of being around Jesus in general. Let's jump back in then in verse 45. When he learned from the centurion that he was dead, he granted the body to Joseph. Some translation... um, talk about it in terms of wondering or being surprised that he's already dead. And the reason for that is because, and we said this a few days ago, crucifixion was often a slow death because it was not that the victim bled to death. It was that the victim asphyxiated usually um, in that they couldn't get enough oxygen hanging uh, as they were, their body weight, gravity working against them, the pain working against them, unable to pull themselves up to breathe properly. They couldn't get the oxygen they needed most of the time. Uh, Fluid would fill uh, uh, the sack around the heart as it put more and more pressure on it to pump blood. And that process is not quick. And that's what made crucifixion even more agonizing was not only was it a humiliating death and a death of for vagabonds and strangers and criminals. It was a slow death, what we would call cruel and unusual punishment. The Romans didn't care so much for the human rights of their victims and capital crimes. So Jesus, hanging there as if he has committed a capital crime, would have been expected to have lasted quite a while on the cross. Other gospel accounts tell us that the chief priests and the the leaders wanted Jesus off the cross before the Sabbath because because it's Sabbath. And so they were requesting that this be finished. And so the soldiers come through to finish this off. They break the legs of the criminals to Jesus right and left. And there had been an Old Testament prophecy that said not a bone of his body would be broken. And so there's a uh, instead of breaking the legs, they stick a spear into his side and of course, blood and water flow. And I'm I'm not uh, I'm, I'm I'm trying to stay with Mark. You know how we've handled this. We we use Mark as our template, and we work out of it with Matthew and Luke and John, and even other writings. Um, of course, that's those other writings are where we get some of those details. But I'm just trying to bring you up to speed on where Pilate is. So he's stunned when they come back to him and tell him he's already dead because he's only been on the cross. Six hours or so, and if that, and so to have died so quickly. Oh, the reason, by the way, they'd break the legs is because once the legs were broken, the individual wouldn't have the strength to push himself up to breathe. 
and therefore would suffocate almost within minutes. So the breaking of the legs would have been an act of mercy, a mercy killing. When I get to Jesus, he's already gone. And so, of course, the spear that goes through his side is reminiscent of the bride pulled from Adam's side in the Garden of Eden. And here's a new Adam with a new garden and now a new bride pulled from his side, washed in the blood, cleansed with the water. And that is the Lamb's bride, the church, at least in type. I know we don't actually exist out of the side of Jesus, but in much the way that Eve was the fulfillment of Adam, the church is the fulfillment of what Jesus has done for us on the cross. Which, of course, brings us to our text today about Joseph. He granted the corpse to Joseph, 46. Joseph bought a linen shroud and taking him down, wrapped him in the linen shroud and laid him in a tomb that had been cut out of the rock. And he rolled a stone against the entrance of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Josie, saw where he was laid. According to Matthew 27, his version of this story, the tomb belonged to Joseph and his family, and that kind of a family burial site usually consisted of a, of a vestibule of sorts, like an ornately painted space. Uh, then there would be a passageway from that space which would lead to shelves or benches that had been carved into the rock, and they would lay bodies on those shelves. The tomb would then be sealed with a stone, and that stone was usually rolled along a groove that would cover the entrance to the tomb. They would go back into the tomb to visit the bodies after the stench was gone and and the decomposition had settled. They would go visit the bodies, and as they eroded um, to dust, they would then collect the bones and the dust and put them in little boxes, a little bit like an urn today called an ostuary. And that bone box could then be moved out of the tomb and into the home. And that would clear space for more bodies in the future as the, fam- as the generations of the family passed on. So you were literally buried in the tomb of your fathers, not in a hole in the ground, but in the cave tomb of your fathers, generations of people buried there. For Joseph to claim Jesus and put him in his own family, it's an adoptive practice in a way that was to keep Jesus from being tossed into Gehenna like the common criminal. And that's no doubt where the thieves that were crucified on his left hand and his right, it's no doubt where they went, which was into Gehenna. Tomorrow we will start chapter 16, the final chapter of the Gospel of Mark. Uh, We will Go slowly, pace ourselves. This is it, man. This is this is the culmination of the Christian experience is going to be resurrection. It's what happens to us in Christ. It's what will happen to us in Christ. And we'll walk through it for the next few days. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless.